Good evening, everyone. My name is Roxanne Johnson. My son's name is Jamal Bird, was murdered by DC Metropolitan Police October the 1st, 2019. I have with me my co host. Good evening, everybody. My name is Latoya Benton. My son is Xavier Hill. He was murdered by Virginia Police, Virginia State Police, January 9th, 2021 at the age of 18. Tonight, we have the honor and pleasure um, of being at the man Buster's daughter to speak with Mr. Wayne Elger. Do you wanna go ahead and introduce yourself, please? Good evening, my name is Wayne Dozier, <clears throat> grandfather of DJ Henry. DJ Henry was killed uh, 13 years ago by uh, Pleasantville police in upstate New York. Uh, in the video you've seen there that it was a uh, unnecessary taking of uh, Prince. They killed my uh, grandson in a horrific way. He died handcuffed face down on the, on the concrete without any assistance from the EMTs, the police, or even his friends were not allowed to go near him. So it was uh, <clears throat> a horrible way for him to go. You know, and uh, we are here with these mothers. And we also have to remember that there's a lot of fathers involved that have, have the same pain that we're not being, that's not being addressed, you know, and uh, we, I'm here in support of all the fathers, as well as the grandfathers, and yeah. as well as some of the brothers and the sisters and the, you know, just the, the whole families. It doesn't just affect one generation when you have a loved one taken away so violently. It, it, it affects us all. And uh, we miss them tremendously. And, Mr. Wayne, that's one reason why we um we actually come on to the podcast. Um, you know, we actually spoke with your daughter and she did bless us to say it was okay to speak with you mm -hmm. um in regards to DJ Danny. Um we have been at this podcast out since the beginning of January. We've been blessed to have great mothers, um, and even great professors as well to bless us with the knowledge of what they have learned throughout the fight. And also to also learn how they have been infected, uh, infected or impacted by the fight. But it is different from male's perspective. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate you coming on tonight. Um, my husband, he's affected. We have so many dads and grandfathers, uncles, mm -hmm. brothers, cousins, mm -hmm. you know, oh, they're yeah. men who are affected and they're like overlooked. No one sees what's going on from their perspective. From their perspective, from my perspective, because yeah. you know, it could have been us. It could have been us. Yeah. It yeah. could have been us, you know, because it just doesn't matter sometimes, it seems, you know, from Kenneth Chamberlain, 68 years old, to Danny, 20 years old, okay. you know, it, it, it affects us all. And uh, we want everybody to understand that, like you say, this is something everybody needs to be involved and everybody has to put a shoulder to this thing and push this thing over the goal, over the goal so we can have some, we can affect change. Because it's been going on way too long. That's right. That's right. Way too long. That's right. That's right. We and need it, to. And, yeah. And it's, it, it's like the modern, it's a modern day form of lynching, which happens, mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. at, at, at uh, state sponsored. 
And State I, and sponsored, I, right, right. And I heard you say Pleasantville Police. Well, they, that didn't sound like a very pleasant. It wasn't very pleasant. Mount Pleasant or Pleasantville wasn't very pleasant for us. Yeah. You know, and uh, the word is about that they, they traded the hoods and, and capes for blue uniforms. Right. Uh, so right. we're not Mr. saying. Wayne, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Tell us just real briefly what happened with DJ. We saw the clip, but I want to hear from you what, what happened with DJ. 10 years ago. Well, well, 10 or 13, 13 years ago. Yeah. Do I have my numbers off? 13 years. I'm 13. Yeah, 13. 13 years. Okay. He would be 33 this year, October coming. And uh, but what had happened, you know, in in Danny and his best friend, uh that was Eves, uh, but they, they they grew up together in Easton. And and uh Danny went to to uh, Pace University and the, the opposing school from Easton played up there in New York. So there was a family outing. I can't call the name of his school in Easton right now, but they were friends for, for, for years. They, they, they actually battled on the other side of the teams. Anyway, the two families went up to New York for the game. They had a beautiful game, pace lost. They went out to eat. You know, the parents, you know, said uh, goodbye to Danny and uh, whoever, all, all those teammates and his, his buddy from Easton, I guess he went back with his, with his family. And they went out to, to Finnegan's Bar to have a you know to have a little good time as college kids do, and they uh, went in there and you know to cut it short, uh, there was an altercation or a fight going on inside this, the Finnegan's Bar. Danny, being the designated driver and not really into drinking that much at that time, he had to go ahead and get the car get ready get ready to go. So he he leaves the bar. Goes into the vehicle with two other buddies of his, Eves and uh, and I think that was name, but went and went into the car and was sitting there, probably listening to music on the radio, waiting for anybody else to come out. And uh, Ronald Beckley, the first police officer, came up to him and said, "Hey, you're in a fire lane. You're gonna have to move." So at that time. Started up his car. Well, no, I'm sorry, his car was already running. And then he just put it in gear and started to drive off. And at that point, Aaron Hess, the perpetrator, the murderer, walked in front of DJ's car and immediately jumped on the hood and started firing into the vehicle, uh, mortally wounding Danny and uh, shooting his buddy in the shoulder on the passenger side. And I understand bullets went on either side of the person in the back seat. So there were bullet holes on both sides of him, but he wasn't shot. And so, so it must have been at least six shots were fired in there. Oh. You know, and, and it just just a ridiculous situation for him to even, you know, to even do that. No matter how many times I put my head around it, I can't understand why would someone do that? Jump into a vehicle, a path and just started firing. So that, that's what he did. Uh, Danny, uh, after being shot, for what I understand, the car rolled into another parked vehicle and there was a minor crash. Uh, at that time, Danny was pulled out of the car, handcuffed, paced face down on the, on the concrete. Everybody else who pulled out the car, handcuffed and pulled, the, pulled to the side. And uh, at that time, the, 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 the crowd came out. They seen what's going on. A little uh, bit of a melee uh, 
happened. Windows were busted because cops were pushing. A lot of football plays were there, and they were trying to get to Danny. Mm-hmm. And, and from from the videos I've seen, and I had to go up to uh, uh, to the Pace University and, and get Danny's personal belongings out of his dorm a couple of days later. And so I went to the Finnegan's, and I saw the busted windows. I saw the uh, the scene. And it was uh, very, very, very emotional for me to, to be so much involved in that, you know? Yeah, so, but the thing to, to see, you know, the, to hear that Danny bled out on 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 on, on the concrete, you know, as I just said, handcuffed and face down, is, 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 is very tragic, you know, very in, inhumane. And if you see the video, you see the young woman in the white dress that's trying to apply uh, CPR. Dude, it was, he's already uh, probably had gone on since well, before then. Oh. But none of the professionals, quote unquote, did anything to assist him. Mm-hmm. No police officers, no EMTs, nobody tried to help my grandson. And even after all that happened, what happened with the officers? Well, uh, this is the the Erie part, you know. Uh, Aaron Hess, you know, they they had the grand jury, and he was found not guilty of any charges. Matter of fact, prior to that, they had painted a picture that Danny was drunk, Danny was oh. speeding excessively, that Danny was. Uh, uh, they they took his cell phone and 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 got all the information out of his cell phone, trying to see if they could find anything on him if he was doing anything, you know. He might have had a false uh, ID because he was only 20 at the time. And they think he'd be 21 to get into the bar. I think that's the only thing they found on him, quote unquote, to be uh, out, of, out of the norm. But uh, Aaron Hess was found not guilty of any charges. Uh, the other officer, Ronald Beckley, the, good, the guy that came forth and said, no, that's not how it happened. That's not how it happened. I told him to, to drive, get out the fire lane. And this other guy, I don't know who he was. I saw him jump on the hood and started firing in the car. So I started That's firing cool. at him. That's he started cool. firing at the at, at, at Aaron Hess because he didn't know who this guy in silhouette shooting in the car. Come to find out it's another police officer. And so he lost his pension for telling the truth. Mm. He lost his uh, status as a as a police officer for telling the truth because he crossed that blue line, mm-hmm. you know that supposed to be that unspoken thing. Mm-hmm. And we, as part of the DJ Henry team, are fighting to get his pension back and get him rightfully, you know, because he did the right thing. And yeah. it's impossible for us not to, to 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 acknowledge the fact that he did the right thing, and it cost him his pension and it cost his family a lot of struggle financially and I'm sure emotionally, you know, and uh, some of the, the the mail that we received after Danny's murder was like so negative. Like he was, like I said, they had painted such an ugly picture about him, that he was an alcohol, that he was a drunk, and he was a punk, he was doing this, that, and the third. And none of that came out to be true, but no one came back and apologized. Well, they did apologize years later, but no one tried to uh, rectify the situation until we had to fight for it. If we well, said, okay, okay, we're gonna go with that. But, uh, but Danny leading the forefront and I must, you know, did, did he showed me how we, his plan of action. We're gonna pray for the press, the politicians. He had a, about a, a, a circle that we had to concentrate on. 
community leaders, the community, the press, the politicians, the courts, all those with issues that we had to address. If you can't, can't do it physically, then do it spiritually. If you can't do it, make, make the phone calls, put the letters in. And that's the concentrated effort that was needed to go from being a victim to be a victor. And that so real fast, you guys, I want to go and go up on the screen. Um, so if you don't mind, I want to kind of um, forward to 13 years later, as you were saying, from being a victim to a victor. Mm -hmm. um, 13 years later, you, your family was able to have a district attorney um, look into the case again. I was going to play that clip. Yes, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. New York State District Attorney is going to review the police-involved shooting that led to the death of a Black man from Massachusetts more than 10 years ago. Killed by a white police officer back in 2010. NBC 10's Mike Manzoni has reaction from Henry's family. The pain of their loss has not gone away over the past 10 years. The former police officer who shot and killed DJ Henry never faced any charges. But after a New York state prosecutor announced Thursday that she plans to review the case, his parents now have hope. It's an everyday battle, um, knowing that our son, you know, died on the streets. Henry, who was from Easton, was just 20 years old when a white police officer shot and killed him outside a Pleasantville, New York bar in 2010. That officer claimed Henry tried to run him over, but evidence raised serious questions about that claim. A grand jury eventually cleared the officer. Henry's parents ended up receiving a settlement and an apology from the town, but they've always wanted to see the now former officer face criminal charges. It should have happened earlier in any case where someone's life is taken and the circumstances are, are questionable. The district attorney also announced she's reviewing another case in which police shot and killed a mentally ill man in 2011. A team of special prosecutors headed by a former federal judge will look into both cases. But why all these years later? So may ask, why look backwards? And the reason is simple. Today, we have appropriately higher expectations for scrutiny of police encounters with mentally ill and unarmed people. And Henry's sister, Amber, also sent us a statement about this announcement. She says, in part, anniversaries, birthdays, holidays, and countless other things have been ruined because of Aaron Hess's actions. He's the police officer at the center of all this. Ideally, we would like to see him convicted, and we know we will get there. Days like this are bittersweet, but there was no greater pain than the day we lost my brother. We'll continue to stay on top of these developments and bring you any new information in this case as soon as we have it. For now, we're in Easton. Mike Banzoni, NBC 10, Boston. Wow, wow. So justice delayed is definitely not justice denied, Mr. Joe. So tell us a little bit about how you were able, because I know they just didn't do it out the kindness of their heart. What steps did you do to get the district attorney to review your grandson's case? It was done. It was done mainly just by persistence. Mm. You need to go. We had to talk to politicians, talk to people in power, talk to uh, people that would listen. And the main thing was to keep Danny's face in the forefront. 
We talk to the politicians, we talk to the representatives, you talk to senators, let them see the case, let them see Danny as who he is, a human being. Yes. Somebody's child. Yes. Somebody's child. And we love to see that the, 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 every step of the way that we uh, proceeded, some said, okay, you know, I wouldn't do it like that. I'd get angry and do that, but we are angry. But we have to go do it strategically. We went to the we had we had marches. We went to uh, Westchester County. I've been there numerous times on marches and and uh, protests and church meetings. But at the same time, Danny and Angela and their attorneys were going to the courthouse. We were petitioning. We mailed letters out. We mailed emails out. And but they were going to the courthouse. And again, it's it's very difficult for the parent, as you, I know you know Latoya. And Roxanne, how it is when you go to the the setting in the courtroom, and the first thing they ask you is, "Well, tell us what happened," and you have to renew that trauma all over again. So you can imagine that thirty times, you know. Tell us what happened. Well, they show the picture. Well, they do this, and they say, you know. So that beats down your 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 resolve. That beats down your resistance to 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 want to fight, but you can't. We have to push forward. So even during, you leave out of there with tears in your eyes, mm -hmm. your heart is broken. You know, I've been to the court and you, and, and, you know, even with Latoya, you're, you're just sitting up there two weeks ago with you. Yeah. It brings back so many heartbroken memories that I'm back in the fight again, because I, for, like I say, I just turned 70 years old and I'm looking for some younger folks, to, you know, cause I'm a little bit down the road to help me carry the stick. 270. So, uh, I, I just turned 70. No way. I got a 33-year-old grandson. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it breaks my heart mm -hmm. to see you go through this, to see Roxanne go through this, to see so many loved ones and some people of our community go through this. So I'm looking at, at, at again, we go back to 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 the resistance that you know. No matter what, we got to clear his name. No matter what, you got to get justice for Xavier. No matter what, you got to get justice for your son. So it it, it it's gonna beat you down, girl. But it's gonna beat you down. But you got to stand up and fight again. You got to get down. We got to be and 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 that's the resolve that got it to this meeting with uh, Marine Rocker, the Westchester DA that's going to come in there and look at the case. And she's looking at the case through the eyes of, of the parents, look at the case through the eyes of the community, look at the case that's been in the forefront for 13 years and say, well, what happened? Where did we drop the ball as, uh, as, as, as supposed to be defenders of the community? So did you need, did you guys need any kind of like new evidence to look at it? Like what made her say, okay, hey, with this evidence we have here, we're gonna still go ahead and look at the case again. Right. Well, there was there was things that would even the uh, we had to go back and look at the speed of the vehicle. He said he charged it. That Danny tried to run him over. You mm -hmm. look at the video. You see that Danny's driving. His brake lights are on. Mm -hmm. So how could he? You know how could he be? Right, how he speed and, and brake at, at, at the same time? You know. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. You know, as far as the reconstruction of the actual shooting, you know, mm -hmm. all that showed, you know, just a direct vicious attack. Uh, mm -hmm. 
the, the, the accident. They tried to say he tried to hit him with the car. You know, there were so many different. And then the, the injury, I don't know if the injury was the count of him being shot by the uh, Mr. Beckley or he got hurt with, with the car. We don't know. But, you know, and then the, 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 uh, the uh, tox toxicology report saying that he was 1.3 in alcohol, that proved to be a lie. Mm. You, know? you know, and they, and, and they did the autopsy without the family's permission. Mm. So, so many, so many things that happened, you know. Mm. So we had to, you know, discount every step of the way, every 64 pieces on the chessboard had to be covered. You mm. said you did this. Okay, the show us that you did this. Just show us that you did that. Show us that you did that. You said he did this. Show us that he did that. You know, and, and the main thing, Latoya, is, is the search for the truth. That's right. Search for the truth. Okay. That's right. And you got to do it sometimes without emotion or sometimes with tears running down your eyes. But show me where Xavier did what you said he did. Show me. And I can and I can accept that. But if you can't show me that. But we're we not rocking with that. Yeah, we, we got to fight. Yeah, yeah, we got to fight. You can't do that. We can't always believe people tell us that people say they do those things, right? Right. They say that. Because they say it. That's been the norm for so long. Because, but now we got evidence and cameras, you know. But now, it's 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 you have to show me. You got to show me. So, so, Mr. Dozier, can you can you um kind of clarify for us what is your what is your family's ask for the district attorney? Are you asking are you asking them to bring charges against these officers? Yes, we want him in jail. We want him in court. We want him to. We want the whole story out. How can he claim what he did to be justifiable? That's all. So, so once a grand jury, and because I'm not a lawyer, right? Once a grand jury chooses not to indict someone, can they be uh, indicted again or different? I, I'm not an attorney either, but they're saying we're, we're trying to get them up on charges. Okay. That's you, know, you, you say you were cleared, but they I think it's based on new evidence. Okay. That clicks it over. That clicks it over. Based oh. on new evidence. You know, we bringing you back here because you saying this happened, but we saw this happen. Mm -hmm. You know, we got a report saying that no, he was traveling at 13 miles an hour. You're saying he was trying to run you over. Right, right. You know, Mr. Beckley said he shot at you because you, Mr. Beckley's testimony was not allowed in the grand jury. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And, and it sounds like, you know, from what we have been understanding about police training is they're trained to de-escalate situations. And it sounds like this officer who jumped on the hood of the car actually escalated a crisis that he, he manufactured a crisis that he then um yeah he created yeah yep. he created the event mm -hmm. there's a um a case here i can't get the exact case there's a case here recently where the officer got into the back of the vehicle and the guy wound up driving off and the officer shot the guy and the officer is sitting in the back of his guy's car it's like why are you creating a higher event you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 and the guy was sleeping in the car. This happened a couple of days ago. He was sleeping in the car. Yes. He was sleeping in the car. Mm -hmm. And they wound up getting in the guy's, in the back of this guy's vehicle. They cut the window out. They got in the back of this guy's car. And the guy wound up driving off. And the officer on his body cam, he's like, let me out, man. Let me out. I I I'll send you guys the article. But he wound up shooting the guy while the guy was driving off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah. um, so Mr. Dozier, as you know, this podcast is about A-C-T-I-O-N. About that action. Action. <laughs> action. action. And so we, what we tell people every week is that everybody can do something that you don't have to sit home and feel helpless and hopeless. And so our the ask for your grandson is to call mm-hmm. uh, the district attorney. Yes, uh, call, call uh, Marion. Marion Volker at the Westchester yeah. County District Attorney mm-hmm. and just say, what's going on with, with, the, with, with, with my brother's case? What's going on with my nephew's case? Right. DJ Henry's case. Why is Aaron Hess in jail? Right. And you know? demand that they bring charges against the that police officer. That's true. Of uh, DJ Henry. Demand. 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 We have to demand. demand. We have to demand. Our right as citizens. We learned that we have some rights as citizens. The 14th Amendment gives us the right to. 14th Amendment gives us the right to. Yes. Yeah. Right. To protest and we can and we can stand up on that. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so those who are hearing this podcast, whether you're hearing it live this evening or you hear it later on this week, give uh the district attorney a call. Number mm-hmm. uh uh 914-995-3414. You can call her tonight. You can leave her a message so that when she gets there first thing in the morning before she have her coffee, she mm-hmm. got 50, 50, 11 calls from DJ's cousins, cousins now, right? right? That's right. That's right. The ones who are listening to, as Roxanne is saying, too, we don't put the call action up there just for y'all to look at and say, oh, it's not something. It is imperative for us to be doing the work. That's the main thing. Um, Don't make just one call. Make continuous calls. Continuous calls to keep applying that pressure. These people are elected officials. They're getting paid to do this job. Mm -hmm. So ask them what is going on with the case, but don't ask us one time. Ask, tag a friend, and then share the information so we can keep, uh, like Mr. Dodo said, it's about being persistent. Being mm-hmm. persistent and consistent is a thing, it's a real thing to get change. Right, right. Yes, and this is our model about per- consistency and being persistent. Just as the sun rises every morning, we're going to be as consistent and persistent as the sun. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's that's our goal, right? That's right. Consistent and consistent until justice is done. We will step back, but not one step backward. We'll keep moving forward until justice is done for all our children. Tonight we're talking about DJ Henry, and we're uh talking to his grandfather about this case, this this uh case of injustice, y'all. Mm. This is a case of injustice, and they need to they need to um make this right by um, not just indicting this officer, but convicting him of murder. Yes, convict him of murder. Yeah. You know, and, and and that's that, you know, just being involved in this situation here, we we are turning the the the, the tide of justice ever so slowly. The wheel of justice is turning ever so slowly. In the mm-hmm. cases of DJ Henry, Xavier, your son, what's your son's name? I'm sorry. Malbrook. Jamal Bird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jamal, yeah. Yeah. Know, George oh, Floyd, all these are turning the these are turning the turning the wheels of justice, and yeah. we have to get the identity of racism out of the police. Mm-hmm. We have to get the the, the identity of, of the racist cop out mm-hmm. of the police force. There's yeah. got to be a there's got to be a significant move that that racist guy is no longer there. 
and and justice is set upon what the the blind lady the lady with the blind thing on a on her eyes is supposed to be yeah you know and then this yeah. is what we're pushing on yeah, so until that becomes a reality, we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep pushing. ACTI yeah. only. Okay. That's right. And we're not going to shut up and we're not going to let up. Thank you. Thank we're you. Not, we'll keep on coming. We're going to pressure. And we're going to pry that pressure. And we're right. going to bust, bust the justice system, this injustice system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we get justice for each and every one of our children. Each and That's every one of our children. Each and every one. Amen. 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 Ashe and amen. And so That's we right. thank you once again for um for um uh, uh coming on and speaking with us, Mr. Dozier. Please give your family our um our love that we are thinking of them. And as any other things that we can do as this um action, you know, as the the review becomes a a, a, a actual case, let us know. reality. Yes. Yeah, because yes. we 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 claiming it. So we gonna we we're claiming it. We're claiming it. We're claiming victory. Right. For Jamal, Xavier, and all the others. But all right now, we we are standing in unity. That's right. All our loved ones and uh, all our loved ones. I'm, I'm I'm so thankful to, to to meet with you guys and to sit this and and just break this kind of bread with you. And I just, it's so important that we keep the forefront of our family members who got taken away from us in the front. We have to push forward. Yeah. And I thank you, Ms. Roxanne, for, for how you do it. Yeah. Your, strength is, your strength is there. Thank you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you guys, I'm just closing in there real fast. You see the call actions on the screen one more time mm -hmm. to call tomorrow. Put it in your calendar to call first thing in the morning. Um, in regards to DJ Henry, we will post up other calls I actually as well. It's going to be on the Facebook page. Don't forget, um, Life After the Impact can also be found on all major podcast platforms. So if you can't listen to us here tonight, you can listen to us in the car tomorrow morning while you're going mm -hmm. to work. Mm -hmm. And you can also share the link. We are all on, we're on Amazon, um, Apple, anywhere listen to podcasts that we are there. So be sure to listen um, tomorrow morning to call in about DJ's case as well as other calls action. Be sure to make sure you're um, doing the work as also sharing information, you guys. Right, right. Okay, I also uh, want to ask also everybody that's listening to donate to these various families. Donate. If you can't uh, send a card, send, 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 send some money. Yeah, and some money because we all could use the money because a lot of us is, is, is fighting this thing and we need finances and finances come with, with bodies. So we're asking you to come on, donate to 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 uh to, to Roxanne Johnson's case, to 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 DJ Henry's case, to uh, uh Xavier's case, you know, uh uh the toy, you have information that they can uh you can give out to people might can come in to donate. Yeah, um, we'll put it on. What we'll do is this after we get off the call, we'll have everything online, you guys. And the link will be on the pages as well. We have up there like every week. We're going to start putting on there once a week as far as this call of action. There's way, mm -hmm. ways you can also support the families as well. That's a good point, Mr. Wayne. We should put up there every week, you know, how you can donate as well. It's a very good point. Right. Okay. I, I know this is my first time on the podcast. So I hope I didn't step on anybody's toes by putting my 
voiced off of donations, but never that. And listen, this you. is our podcast. This it's is called Stories okay. from Families. This is our yeah. podcast. Yeah, I love is. you. I love you for this. I really do. There's no you I. There's we. I tell you, y'all. This is we. This is we. You know, y'all yeah. give me some some more motivation because, like I say, I, I I'm a little bit down the road, and I'm looking for some other young folks to step up that we can pass the baton to because this is a generational fight. Yeah, generational fight. That's it. Is. And we have to always have to be involved in this. We all have to be involved. So if you can't give a dollar, get come to the meetings. Listen That's to right. the podcast. You know, share voice, the flyers. Voice. Yeah, share the flyer. Just make mm-hmm. it known that you care. That you mm-hmm. care. That you care. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Until next time, people. My good people. Good night from uh Life Impact. Good night. Good night. Good night. Mm-hmm. And David killed my son. He was murdered by the state police on January the 9th, 2021. Jamal Bird. He was murdered by DC Metropolitan mm-hmm. the police. He died in their custody, mm-hmm. and they claim that they don't know what happened. They had they had no business arresting him. This is Life After the Impact, a podcast for impacted families, by impacted families, that focuses on what happens after the media, the lawyers, and the activists are gone. Mm. Impacted families are left to face uh, the loss of a loved one if the police respond to violence. We will focus on their continued fight for justice and how you can get involved. Give me the one that just walks away. Bunch of police take another life today. Leaving loved ones torn to the left to say candles burning. All we do is pray. Yeah.